This episode is brought to you by the free workshop I wait around all year for. That's right, Stu McLaren's membership workshop is now open for registration. Head to the show notes to save your spot for the free three-day workshop all about launching or growing a membership business. It all begins April 21st, so be sure to register so you get reminded to attend right alongside me. And if you've never heard of Stu McLaren, that's okay. I didn't either until a few years ago. But when I introduce people to his content now, I typically refer to him as the Taylor Swift of membership sites. And if you know me, you know I don't make that comparison lightly. He is the one person in business whose content I can truly never get enough of. And that's why I'm partnering with him again this year to bring his free workshop and incredible energy to you, my Playmaker friend. Just three years ago, someone generously shared his yearly free workshop with me, just like I'm doing for you right now, and I'm so eternally grateful for that because three years ago, I was barely making money with my online courses, and now I'm bringing in over $10,000 monthly from just my memberships, all while working part-time as a stay-at-home mom, and it's all a direct result of Stu coming into my life and showing me the way. So head to the show notes and save your seat. The 2022 workshop begins April 21st, and you will certainly see me there as well. And while you're in the show notes, join my free pop-up Facebook group I created to help answer your membership questions and share additional insight from the workshop because his group is huge and it's easy to get lost in there. So save your seat for his workshop and join my Facebook group where I will be hanging out, going live, answering questions, and having a little post-workshop party all month long. I will see you there. If you own or manage an indoor play center or really any business that serves local kids and families, and you want to operate with more ease and joy all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips every weekday that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play-based business. All right. So in yesterday's episode, I shared the seven main categories of membership businesses. And in tomorrow's episode, I'm going to share seven reasons why you should consider an online membership offer. And I'm going to give you some tips and examples whether you're creating a new standalone business or whether you're combining an online membership offer with an in-person membership offer, like an unlimited open play membership. So we're going to get into all of that good stuff tomorrow, but in today's episode, I really wanted to hone in on those in-person membership offers, the unlimited open play membership, or similar types of memberships that I see all the time in Playmaker Society. And on my YouTube channel, every single year around December, January time, I always do an indoor playground business trend prediction video. Like, what do I think is going to be the big industry movers and shakers this year, right? What do I think people are going to focus on? What do I think is going to make indoor playgrounds stand out and become much more profitable than their competitors and things like that? And For the last three years now, I have focused on memberships, and I've seen year after year, I've seen this hypothesis proven right, and especially inside of Playmaker Society and anytime I talk to an indoor playground owner, one of the first questions that I always ask when we start talking about profitability and revenue is, hey, what does your membership business look like? 
Is it a main focus? How many members do you have? What is your current membership price? What's your current membership offer? And I'm telling you nine out of 10 times, the business owners who are most profitable and who are taking the most home in terms of income or owner's compensation as business owners are those who have a really healthy membership business and have that recurring revenue that they can rely on. And not only are these people taking home more owner's compensation than the average indoor playground owner, but they also have more time. They're able to delegate a lot more. They're able to spend more time with their families and on actually growing their business. So they're able to work on their business and innovating and dreaming and things like that, as opposed to a lot of indoor playground owners who fall into the trap of always working in their business and never being able to grow or scale or add online components or anything like that, like we're going to talk about tomorrow. So I really think that today's episode is a preface or a prerequisite to tomorrow's episode and to a couple of the following episodes in this episode series, because until you get this recurring, reliable revenue in your business, you're never going to be able to think of that next thing, to create an exit strategy, to scale your income opportunities by serving customers outside of your local community or maybe your peers. And again, we're going to talk about all that tomorrow, but this is really a prerequisite to all of that fun stuff that we're going to get into. So in this episode, I'm going to share seven reasons why a membership should be a main focus in your indoor playground business. Because like I said, I talk to a lot of indoor playground owners, both inside Playmaker Society and outside of Playmaker Society. And pretty much 10 out of 10 of them have a membership offer somewhere in their business. However, the big difference maker is, like I said, those standouts, those indoor playground owners that are really creating the lives that they dreamed of when they first launched their businesses, the big difference maker is that they're focusing on their memberships and they're making it one of their top priorities. So again, I don't want you to skip this episode if you feel like, oh, well, I already have a membership offer. I don't need to listen to this episode. I don't need you to convince me that memberships are important. I still want you to listen to this episode because if you make it a priority, you can enjoy a lot more benefits than you could if you were just kind of passively selling memberships just as another option or another offer in your business, right? I want you to walk away from this episode thinking, wow, I need to put memberships on the front burner of my business. I really need to make this a priority. I really need to get my team excited about this. I want to get my customers excited about this, all that good stuff. So And by the way, I didn't mean to do seven categories of membership sites, seven reasons why you should focus on open play memberships, and then seven reasons why you should add online components to your open play memberships. That was completely unintentional, but it actually kind of worked out. And I like the whole seven, seven, seven thing. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I hope it gives you a lot of inspiration and more importantly, a kick in the butt. All right, so the first reason that you should really make open play memberships a priority in your business is recurring revenue. And this is a term that I've said, I can't even remember how many times since I've been recording this episode series and doing YouTube videos on memberships and things like that, but it's so important and it is worth repeating over and over and over. But recurring revenue is so important to brick and mortar business owners. Now, 
This is important for a variety of reasons, for making sure you take home owner's compensation, for making sure you have reliable income that you can count on so that you're not always chasing new sales or new customers, which we're going to talk about, but also because we have a lot of recurring expenses as brick and mortar business owners, right? As opposed to online business owners, which get to enjoy a little bit of a leaner model, we have rent, we have payroll, we have utilities, we have business maintenance, we have wear and tear that we need to constantly reinvest in. But recurring revenue is so important because it can cover these big bills like rent and payroll. So you can delegate more, so you can hire more, so you can come up with new revenue streams and things like that. It really allows you to reinvest in your business and spend less time marketing so that you can spend more time developing, again, like I said, new revenue streams, new classes, new events, and more importantly, new ways to better help and serve your customers. So just to give you a little bit of an example, when I owned my indoor play space, which was only 2,500 square feet, it was not a huge space. My goal was to always have at least 100 members. And just a little bit of a background, my average membership price was $50. Now this depended on how many children that the member family had. So for example, one children families, I think it was like $40 per membership. And then for multiple kids, it went up from there. So we had some memberships out there at $40, some at $75. But when I averaged out the 100 members that we had consistently, the average membership price was $50. And that generated, if you do the math, $5,000 in my business that I didn't even have to think about. Something that I hear so often from indoor playground owners is that they're making money, but it always feels hard. It always feels like at the start of the month, they're facing this huge uphill battle, right? They're constantly climbing that hill, constantly trying to reach the top or the peak of this mountain just to break even, just to cover their expenses. So my goal when I created this whole 100 members thing is I wanted to pay my biggest expense. And at this time, it was my rent. And I knew that if I generated 5,000 extra dollars in my business, that would free up so much of my time. It would free up so much of my mental energy. And I knew that I could focus on other things. So again, if you have any of these really big expenses that are recurring, I would highly encourage you to focus on recurring revenue so that you can just, again, generate this revenue every single month without having to climb uphill, without having to chase new people. And again, we're going to talk a lot more about recurring revenue throughout this episode series, but just know it is even more important for those of you who own brick and mortar businesses. All right, the second reason is something that I already alluded to, and that's that you can focus less on chasing new sales. So by just keeping these 100 people happy, you can reduce your marketing efforts and your advertising or marketing spend. You can simply focus on retaining these 100 customers, which is a lot easier and cheaper than constantly running ads and constantly marketing and constantly getting new people in your door every single day. That if you live the business owner life and open play is one of your main revenue streams, you know how difficult it can be, especially during your slow season, to get those new customers in the door every single day. And something else that kind of goes into this reason is that 
memberships really reduce the seasonality in your business. Because again, you guys know if you followed me for any length of time that I never recommend focusing on open play as a main revenue stream. But if you're in a large city or you're in a tourist area, open play can be a big revenue generator for you. But what I love about memberships is, like I said, it really reduces that seasonality of your business. So if your example, if you're, for example, in New York or a place that has really nice summers, really mild summers, but really, really cold winters, you'll know that it's not hard to get new people in the door during our winter season, but it's a very difficult to get people in the door during summer season. So by providing really irresistible membership offers, which we're going to talk about in a later episode, and just maintaining that constant flow, even if you have a churn rate, just keeping and maintaining 100 members happy month after month and replacing any members that leave with new members is so much easier. And it's going to be much easier than having to rely on weather patterns or seasonality or anything like that to make sure that your revenue stays consistent. So again, it reduces seasonality in your business and it allows you to focus less on chasing new sales. And you can instead focus on keeping your best customers happy, your members happy. So before I move on to the next point, I want to ask you a question. Would you rather keep that same 100 customers happy week after week after week, or would you have to spend money and time? Would you rather spend all of this effort getting 300 new one-off customers in your door every single week? And don't forget, every single time someone new comes into your facility, they need to be talked to at the front desk. They need to go through your entire business model. And we don't know if those people are ever going to come back, right? And a lot of those people could not even be in our kind of ideal customer group. So for me, I would much rather focus on a key core group of 100 customers and keeping them happy than having to think about generating 300 new customers every single week because that can be really overwhelming and it can be really uh, expensive. Now, the downside here is that, yes, if you're constantly welcoming the same 100 members in your business week after week, you will need to rotate your toys and maybe reinvest in some new play structures every once in a while and keep your space fresh. But something that I've learned in Playmaker Society is that there are really easy and inexpensive ways to do that. So, for example, Alicia from Gentle Hands Play Space in Tallahassee. She always has a new art project or a craft or an add-on option for members or just regular customers to kind of enhance their play experience and add something new to their experience that particular day. So again, to recap, you can focus less on chasing new sales and customers and at the same time, reduce the seasonality of your business. All right, the third reason that you should focus on open play memberships as a priority is that your memberships, your, your people who enroll in your memberships are your best people. These are the customers who you love working with, and they're going to respect your space more. They're going to be more keen to clean up after themselves. They're going to value your space more. And if you are, again, welcoming the same people over and over again, you're going to get to know them and you're going to be able to forge these really amazing relationships with them. And if we ever come up against something similar to a pandemic, I mean, heaven forbid, or anything similar, these are the customers that are going to be willing to go that extra mile to support our businesses. So now more than ever, it is so important to have these deep, meaningful connections and relationships 
with our customers. And if you are an indoor playground owner and you have that constant turnover of new customers, you'll know how valuable it is to have people in your business that actually respect your space, don't damage your equipment, don't leave the place a mess, actually monitor their children and enhance the experience of your other customers. Because people bring their kids to play spaces to socialize, to meet other people, but sometimes those one-off open play customers, again, they might not be our ideal customers or their kids might not be a good match for the type of play that we provide. But if somebody enrolls in our membership, Nine times out of 10, they are a perfect match for our business, both the parents and the children. And it's going to enhance the experience of everyone around them. So again, number three, your memberships, your members are your best people. All right, reason number four, you should focus on open play memberships are that memberships will not create the capacity issues that you think they will. And this is something that I hear all the time from indoor playground owners is, well, I don't want to focus on memberships because it's going to completely cannibalize my open play revenue. Or, you know, if I constantly have members coming in, how am I ever going to generate revenue from open play? Because all of my spots are going to be filled with members. But I want to let you in on a little tip. And this is a tip that I learned over five years of really focusing on my memberships as a main source of revenue. But this has also been affirmed by many owners inside of Playmakers Society. So this is not just something that is nice on paper. This is something that we have seen time and time again in actual practice. And that is that members just use our spaces differently than non-members. So some examples of this are number one, members will typically learn your busy hours and come during off hours. So a lot of people worry about, oh, you know, we're going to reach capacity every single day and people are going to get upset and we're going to have to turn people away. But that has not been my experience at all. Again, members will learn your hours. So if you are busiest between the hours of, let's say, 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. every single day, they'll start to recognize that and they'll start to plan their day around these hours and instead come when you're a little bit slower. Come when your open play traffic dwindles a little bit. So again, they're not taking up valuable open play spots and they are not cannibalizing your open play revenue as much as you think. And trust me, I would much rather have $5,000 extra dollars in my business every single month that I don't have to think about than constantly work on increasing my open play traffic. So again, that is just my opinion and my style of doing business. But again, in practice, memberships will not create the capacity issues that you think. And something else that I wanted to bring up is that I also noticed that members don't stay as long. So when somebody came to our space for open play, they would typically stay for several hours to you know, actually get the value that they paid for. Because if they're paying for a day of play, they're going to make sure that, like I said, they get their money's worth. Members, however, pay for an unlimited amount of play. So I noticed that our members would come every other day or a couple times a week at least, but only stay for like an hour. And again, they're coming when we don't have a lot of people playing in the play area. So they're not staying as long and they're coming during off hours, which I thought was really interesting. And it really didn't make that big of an impact on our capacity or on our open play numbers at all. At the very beginning, we only had five or six members. And 
Towards the end, again, we had 100 members, then we opened up a few more to reach 125 members, but it really never felt extra crowded. It never felt like we had to turn people away due to memberships taking up spaces or anything like that, because to reiterate, members will use your space differently than the typical open play customer. All right, the fifth reason that you should focus on open play memberships are that you can use your membership as a focus group. So a lot of people that own play-based businesses, like for example, Christine, the owner of Sweet Peace Play Cafe in Kokomo, Indiana, someone I talk about all the time on this podcast, she has a closed Facebook group just for her member community or something similar like that. And instead of having to email blast everybody or instead of having to rely on social media polls on her Facebook business page, which may have, sure, a lot of her ideal customers in it, but also have a lot of competitors and have a lot of people that don't fit her ideal customer avatar commenting or voting. She actually relies on this Facebook group to come up with new offerings, to get feedback, to validate any investments that she's looking to make in her business. So for example, if she's thinking about a new summer camp or a new class option or Christine actually just today released plant-based energy drinks. She uses her membership community as a sounding board to, like I said, really validate any new revenue streams or any new offers before she spends time or money on them to make sure that she's only putting out there what her community is going to value and what they are going to pay for. All right, the sixth reason that you should focus on open play memberships is that it's easy to upsell your members. So anytime you do launch something new, whether it's plant-based energy drinks or whether it's upselling to birthday parties or classes or anything else, it's always easier to sell to people who have already done business with you, who already know your space and who already know, like, and trust you as a business owner and your business. Now, in my experience, my birthday party ideal customer looked a little bit different than my membership ideal customer. So their family dynamic was a little bit different. Their income was a little bit different. Their work schedule was a little bit different. Their values and priorities differed. But in general, it's much easier, like I said, to sell to somebody who has already done business with you. So again, it's easy to upsell to your members. You just have to make sure that whatever you're selling or promoting to them is aligned with their values and looking to solve a problem for them. But Something that I found, like whenever we did a flash sale or whenever we did a gift card promotion, our members were the first ones to jump at it because they want to support your business. They want their family and friends and other people in their community to become members and they will become your marketing engine, which is so important and is also going to allow you to spend less time and energy marketing because your members can become a marketing force for your business and one of my favorite business books that I've mentioned already on this podcast is Superfans by Pat Flynn. And in the book, he really talks about how your tight-knit, your superfan community can become your marketing engine and really sell your products and services for you. And I have definitely found this to be the case when it comes to my members. So they always share our Facebook posts, again, and they're always getting their friends and their family and community members to become business or to become members or to do business with us or to book our birthday parties or anything like that. And you can get a little bit fancier, which we're going to talk about in a future episode, 
and create an affiliate program for your memberships where they actually get compensated for promoting your membership. But even if you don't take that extra step, they're just going to be glad to share your business with the world because they've had such a great experience and such a great experience that they've actually decided to do business with you on an ongoing basis, on a recurring basis. And I promise you, they will share your business and your services organically without you even having to ask them to. All right, and then the last reason that I'm going to mention in this episode before we move on is that your membership revenue doesn't stop at your membership fee. So another thing that I noticed in my business is that our monthly members were always the ones who were purchasing the most cafe items because again, they're just getting a direct withdrawal from their account every single month. So I don't want to say it feels free to them, but honestly, that was really kind of my experience. So they just walk into our doors, they check in really quickly. There's no transaction, right? There's no exchange of money or a credit card coming out or anything like that. So our members were always the first ones to buy that fancy espresso drink or purchase snacks for their kids or buy a retail item because they're already getting so much value just from being there and they feel like they're getting this big cost savings because they're saving on your day rate because they're becoming a monthly member. Now, we're going to talk all about pricing and creating your membership offer in a later episode, but again, in my experience and in the experience of a lot of Playmaker Society members, our members purchase the cafe items that we offer the most. And They're also most likely to bring friends because something that I mentioned earlier in this episode is that if somebody is visiting your space day after day, week after week, it can get a little bit repetitive, even if we're constantly refreshing our toys or reinvesting in new equipment. So something that a lot of members will do in order to keep their experience fresh and to keep their kids entertained is bring new friends with them all the time. So oh, you know, we're already paying monthly for access to this play space. Why don't we invite Jackson to join us? Or why don't we invite your cousins? Or why don't we invite your school friends to play with us so that you get to experience the space in a little bit different way? Again, it keeps the kids entertained and occupied. And it also provides a connection and that friendship that the adults are looking for, that the caregivers are looking for. And depending on how you position your memberships, not only parents Not only will parents purchase them, but parents will also purchase them for grandparents or caregivers. I can't tell you how many nannies were members and would bring their nanny friends and would sit there and sip their espresso drinks and just take a little bit of a break from having to, you know, constantly be on their feet all day or just bring the kids out for a change of scenery. So not only does a membership option create community among the children that are playing in the space, but it also creates community among members. And it, again, allows them the option to bring new people into your space and hopefully they convert into members as well. So again, to wrap up that point, your membership revenue doesn't stop at your membership fee because your members are most likely to purchase cafe or retail items and they will bring friends. And like I said previously, they will start to act as your marketing engine. So your play of the day today is to start dreaming about what recurring revenue could do for your business. How could you match this recurring revenue to one of your recurring expenses like I did with my rent? And start thinking about things that you could potentially offer or bundle into your membership offer. 
Again, we're going to talk more about that in a following episode, but I just want you to start those wheels turning because tomorrow I'm going to give you a whole lot more to think about once we start talking about incorporating online components to your membership offer. And before I end this episode, I also wanted to throw in one extra reason. Now, I didn't want to put this in the main part of the episode because I didn't want to jinx anything. But if you remember at the start of the pandemic, um, a lot of businesses had to obviously shut down and close their doors. And something that I noticed a lot of play spaces do that had really healthy, really supportive membership uh, businesses is they asked their members just to keep their membership active for three months, for four months, for five months. They asked their community to keep their memberships active, and then they found new ways to provide value or to provide entertainment or anything like that to their members. And a lot of times that made a big difference. And in a lot of cases, it made the difference between whether or not a business was able to weather a pandemic or whether a business had to shut its doors and never reopen. So While I hope to never have to experience another pandemic again, things happen, right? Unexpected things. There could be natural disasters. There could be wars. There could be anything that happens. And you want to make sure that you, like I said, have sustainable recurring revenue, but also that you have this solid and powerful connection and relationship with your customers so that you can lean on each other in times of need. All right. I will see you right back here tomorrow with another membership episode. Have a great day, guys.